Hey there, podcast listener. Vegeta Hamster here, inviting you to check out the Podcast Posse's homepage, podcastposse.wordpress.com, where you can find a bunch of awesome shows, including mine, Road and Rage. I, Vegeta Hamster, would like you to know that if there's no more new episodes of my show coming soon, it's not my freaking fault. Please blame the guy who puts his hand up my ass. Today's guest is YouTuber and podcaster James Kreutzer. Enjoy. More often than not, I actually just refer to the, like, the band as, or, you know, the producer as just the producers or producers. Cause like sometimes I'm like, Oh yeah, it's a, you know, he sounds great. And it's like, actually, no, it's a group of five girls that do that. And I'm like, well, I had no idea. I don't go to concerts. <laughs> like what? There's no MTV. I don't watch music videos and I'm not on social media all the time. So it kind of just like, I don't, I could be meeting these people walking by them on the street and they could be my favorite DJ and I'd have no idea. Like, <laughs> it's just kind of a weird way to live. So if if one person listens to it and likes it and spreads it, and I think by the time you reach maybe 10, 20 videos, you're going to reach 100, 200 people watching it. And I don't yeah. know, like I said, what you say is really relatable. So what, what prompted you to um, to start talking about this on, on um, YouTube video? Because you're talking about stuff that are really – a lot of people don't want to talk about it. We all feel it, but we don't want to talk about about depression and about anxiety. It's it just, it makes us feel, no, no, I don't want to talk about it. But you, you, you don't seem phased. You just watch the camera and say, this is my life. So what prompted you to do that? Um, I don't, I don't necessarily know what prompted me to do is just kind of more like going off of that first video that I had where, you know, so it was so like super long and I was like, okay, so I can do shorter videos right now. And that was kind of what popped up in my head. I was like, well, it was just kind of an idea. It was like, what if we made like depression and anxiety a normal thing? People are willing to talk about, you know, COVID and a whole bunch of different medical diagnoses that with, you know, pretty open honesty. Yeah. Um, whereas like anxiety and depression is something that could be medically diagnosed as well. You obviously have the population that, that you know, depression, that it's an actual serotonin imbalance, but then you also have just people that feel depression from, you know, in just unsatisfaction with where their life is going. Um, and, you know, I tend to be in that latter category. Uh, so I felt like, you know what, if I was going to be the one to just take a bullet and just make a video and say, look, I live with this every day. Like, this is kind of like the day-to-day um, I'm sure that other people are out there experiencing less symptoms or, you know, even probably more severe. But if I'm going to be the one to say like, Hey, if this is what I have going on, I'm sure somebody else does. Let's get this ha like a hashtag trending, like, like a hashtag, like normalized depression, normalized anxiety. I, I do love that you don't, um, 
And this is not, this is going to sound like an insult, but it's not. You don't have sound effects and a big intro video and the big logos. You don't try to capitalize and say, I'm going to talk about something that's deep and important and big flashy. Wow. No, you go straight into it. You don't, you don't bullshit. You don't give any, any sort of merchandising. It's really, it's me talking. And that's what I love about it. Honestly, that's why I, I think it's so relatable that it's, it's someone, like you said, who's perfectly normal. I don't like that word because I, I have two autistic kids and I, I hate when people tell me, well, my kids are normal. No, they're not. They're yeah. nobody's normal. It's a cycle on the dishwasher and my kids don't have a third arm in the, in the forehead. <laughs> you know, they are normal. If that's what you want to mean, they're just autistic. Anyway, yeah. that's what I wanted to say about your video. I am going to link it down, but I, I do say uh, personally, please do more. You will reach people who need what you're, what you're doing. Uh, talk about your music. As I said, you, you surprised me something, something awful. And when I said, I, I mentioned your, your hair and the way you look, it's because you remind me of my best friend in college. You really look and sound and talk like him. And even had blue eyes like you do. Um, and oh, wow. he, uh, yeah, he was a huge fan of hardcore punk and, uh, and heavy metal music. So when I saw you, I thought, man, this is a black Norwegian metal kind of guy. That's for sure. Wow. Um, no, so I do have something to say about that because. <laughs> You're not terribly off. Okay. Okay. So Thank you. Thank about you. About the time that I was in college, when I was, you know, 17, 18, 19, I was heavily into, uh, sorry, death metal. Not Norwegian death metal, but, um, you know, more common bands. Uh, like, um, After the Burial was my favorite that I loved listening to there in Minneapolis. Based. Of course. It's just, yeah. Um, but, you know, a whole bunch of, I can't even think of them because it's been so long, but I was really into hardcore. Um, the Ghost Inside, Gorilla Biscuits. Um, <laughs> those are awesome names. I don't know what they are, but they are awesome names. Yeah, th those are some really uh, kind of obscure, hard, not I wouldn't say obscure, hardcore, hardcore bands. Um, but then I kind of transitioned into kind of that folk indie phase with lots of like Bon Iver and... Um, I was the, right again. Too long to yeah. thank you. The Good Life was uh, my favorite band at that time. Okay, The Good Life are cursive. But then you uh, you go on a music podcast and you submit nothing but EDM. So what what made you change? What made you like EDM so much? Um, well, that's kind of a whole different story too. Um, so about the time I was twenty six, I basically quit drinking or at least came to terms with like alcoholism. And with that came a whole slew of, well, basically what we talked about earlier, the anxiety and depression. I had never known that I was really suppressing it because most of my adult life, that's what I was doing. So by quitting that, I, again, was just like, okay, so I'm this new person basically because I've been drinking all like basically all the time for seven years. So who am I? Yeah, so who am I? So I went down this entire just, you know, I'm still kind of like at the trail end of it because I just turned 30. But it's kind of been weird because it's like I've had the second life. And that's actually a, a, a video idea that I had that I was actually going to do on YouTube. So maybe that's what I'll try to come up with now. Uh, I was going to make a video about how quitting drinking was the worst decision that I could have made for my life. Just kind of as like a, you know, like a, I don't know what to say, clickbaity, maybe. 
Okay. Uh, because most people are like, well, quitting drinking is the best thing that I've ever done. That's no, normally what people say. Reverse psychology to attract people. Right. Yeah. But also in a weird sense, at the time, that was my life. And I essentially kind of killed that life in a way, that former self of me, where like I lost all my friends because everything was associated around drinking. Like I lost like my hobbies. I lost a lot of things, not saying like, oh, what was me? Like I understood that. And it's kind of what held me back from actually going down the path in the first place um, sooner. But because of that, you know, I actually got to learn who I was and what I actually stood for a lot more. And that's why now it kind of goes back to that kind of confidence thing that you were talking about. It's like, well, I've explored a lot about myself. So I can tell you like, yeah, this is what I fully believe. And this is why. And uh, yeah, it was fun. But as a part of finding out who I was, I also discovered like my ADD and like this insane amount of energy that I can't just burn off. And then I also just happened to fall in love with EDM. So here we are. Now, this sucks because I don't want to talk about the music anymore. I want to talk about you. This is just too much interesting. Uh, but we have to talk about the music. Sorry. No, uh, that's no. the end of the therapy side. Of, um, <laughs> um, I <laughs> submitted you my really now boring sounding uh, categories of music. Because had I known you were that interesting, I would have found something more fun or, I don't know, risky to, to, um, to pick for you. But I went with the usual. So your first song was a uh, song to drive to. And um, I literally wrote, when I listened to it two days ago, I wrote, holy shit, I love that song. That's all mm -hmm. I, that's absolutely all, all I wrote. Okay, so it's called Sun on the Sea by BLR. I could not find anything on the internet about BLR. Who is BLR, please? Um, so to my... So that's the kind of funny thing about me and EDM is... I've been using, you know, Spotify and SoundCloud for most of it. And there's very limited artwork and pictures of these people and producers. So, um, to my knowledge, this is actually kind of funny because that's what prompted that thought is, uh, BLR. And I could be totally wrong in the pronunciation. Uh, but it's a pseudonym or like it's kind of like a side project for an, a producer called, uh, Boiler or Boilier. Maybe. Well, you do have two songs from Amsterdam, I think. So it might be, it might be from Amsterdam. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of big EDM comes out of uh, yeah the Netherlands. Um, That's the question I want to ask about later on. Why? <laughs> okay. So this song, "Song on the Sea," why why driving song? What makes you associate this with "I Like Driving"? Um, do you drive, by I, the way? And what? Oh yeah. What do you drive? Uh, I drive, well, I'm assuming, I don't know if you can guess what I drive based off the way I look or not. I'm going to say Hyundai Elantra. Oh, no. Um, a Subaru Outback. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I live in Minnesota, so I need, you know, all-wheel drive or four-wheel yeah. drive because yeah. it, it gets pretty bad here. I live in uh, Quebec. I know. Trust me. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> One of the guests you can relate with. So what's, what's, uh, what's about driving what's this song really um, driving to you you know it's just kind of really is just a good song that i don't really know if i have words to describe how great it is it just kind of makes me feel like no matter what i'm driving it's just a really cool car and i feel like i'm just a really cool person and a really cool movie 
<laughs> I love that. I love that discussion. I'm going to steal that and say something about this. Uh, your, your song, it, it did surprise me because uh, I was talking about your, your, your videos. They don't have any, anything artificial, no sound effects, no flashbang on the screen. And this reminded me a lot of that. This song, there's no, there's no junk in it. There's no effects that usually EDM to me is, is I have to say it. It's annoying to me. All these sound effects and it's screaming, but, um, whoever does the vocals does not scream at all, does not raise their voice. It's really soft and you can actually hear what they're saying and you, you can hear the music because there's no flashbang on it and you can appreciate the song and it's absolutely amazing. And then listen to it three times on the loop. And, um, I'm going to try driving to it. I, I, I have to admit, I, I'm usually more of a classic rock kind of guy, but I'm going to try driving to that because I, I just loved it so much. Your second song, I, I think that's uh, that topic was appropriate for you and I. A song to uh, to pick me up when you're you're feeling down. And um, 
there, there's a great, a great comment that I read on YouTube when I listened to that song. You just have to read the comment because it was awesome. It says, I just finished a long overnight bike ride. I was driving home and was considering pulling off at a rest stop. This song came on. It was like a huge boost of energy, like a big pot of warm coffee on a cool morning in anticipation of something incredible that was going to happen. That's, that's the feeling that the, this person got from that song. And honestly, that's what I got too. It, it really did pick me up. So why this one? Uh, sorry, it's No Mercy by Modi. Again, I'm going to ask you who's Modi, but first, why this song? Um, so I even, I know even less about Modi <laughs> <laughs> than I do. Awesome. I'm not alone. Cool. <laughs> and that song, actually, the reason why it picks me up is, well, the song, it, in the first place is kind of something similar to what they said. It is just, uh, I think trumpets when done well happen to just bring a particular, you know, happy light energy to music. Whereas like uh, a trombone might be more somber, I guess, but that's totally my own interpretation. That's my instrument. I used to play trombone in school. Careful. I'm not saying somber is a bad thing, but right, there's a difference between Mozart and Beethoven. Like you can tell, there's a overture or whatever. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't know anything about music. No, you do. Uh, You're interesting more than me. Um, but part of the reason why the song actually cheers me up is because I replaced the words with uh, where she says uh, "No mercy, mercy." I changed it with my kid's name or the nickname that I have for him. Uh, so his name is Rasmus, but in Swedish or like a European accent, I guess I'll call him Rasmus. Okay. And through, you know, over the last year, which speaking of, he's going to be turning a year old on Monday. So relatively close to your son. Happy birthday. Um, I'll let him know. <laughs> um, He's asleep right now, but I call him Moose now. It's just become Moose. And the first time that I listened to that song, um, I was taking him to daycare and he was just being particularly like happy, like a happy baby. And we were just listening to it. And she's just like, no mercy, mercy. And I was like, you're my Moosey, Moosey. And he was just loving it. And every single time that I listen to it, it just kind of takes me back to it. Just this little happy baby in the back seat, and just like, just so happy. He's just been the happiest thing since he came out. Just a smile on his face. He's just, he's, he's so weird. <laughs>
Uh, the next one is, uh, well, it's a big one for me because I, I can never decide what that song would be. And it's a good thing that I've been in a relationship for 22 years because I'd be stumped if I had to, to start again. So I listened to people telling me there's a, your first date song, a song that you listen to when you, uh, well, that you introduce the person that you're dating for the first time to just to let them know who you are, what your tastes are. You selected We Are Diamonds by Jack Wins. So that particular song, well, I think the song in general, just because I could have picked any song because I just want them to know like, okay, well, I'm EDM through and through <laughs> because I'm just constant and nonstop sometimes. There's just, you know, you know me, you know me. That's kind of how it goes. But <clears throat> the uh, lyrics are particular, like particularly, uh, I guess, applicable to me where it's just kind of like, Right now, like I said earlier, with this kind of, you know, 20, uh, this four year figuring out this stuff and, uh, sobriety and everything, like, it's definitely like easy to say, like, I'm definitely like a diamond in the rough because, like, I have enough to say. I just don't know who needs to hear it or, like, how to get there. Like, somebody will figure something out with what I have. <laughs> <That's well laughs> if I write a book or like a journal or something and somebody finds it, they're like, hey, this kid is actually onto something. Uh, he, I, I did like the, the lyrics for that. It, uh, the, the singer, I don't know if, if Jack wins. I know it's his name. It's a DJ. Um, I don't think he's the one singing, but the lyrics, the vocals in this one reminded me a lot of, uh, of Sia. Sorry, I can't pronounce her name, the, the one who hides your face. Um, uh, but I couldn't find anything about him, about Jack Wins. I know he's active in, uh, in the UK and in New York City, but his entire website is nothing but a Spotify playlist and you have an email to, to book him and that's it. That's, that's the, that's what you get. And you get a little picture that looks like Tom Hardy. Yeah. That's, that's all so, you got. So, so you can't blame me for not knowing this much about these people. How did you come about this song? Um, no, so a lot of my music comes through Spotify. They actually, for the most part, their, their algorithms do a pretty good job, I think, with, uh, yeah, like the uh, release radar and, uh, discover weekly and stuff like that. And then just obviously their own playlist that they have, like, I think it just popped in and I was like, you know what? This song is really great. Visualize, let darkness hold us in the moonlight. I see the stars aligning your eyes I'm mesmerized, it's hypnotizing Vulnerable, the thoughts you ever paint you beautiful Love is in towers and we watch you fall All in all, we're broken hearted Life works us to a state of sober But July ain't October No devils on our shoulders or on our backs This feeling should be kept majestic We need to stay connected Embracing the rejected Stay awake and rock the world It's you and me Just getting started 
Next song, uh, people are always, I, I'm always, I say people, I'm sorry, I'm always uncomfortable talking about this one, but everybody seems to be comfortable, seems to go, yeah, this one. Some we could totally skip it entirely <laughs> because I have no idea how to answer it because <laughs> I can't tell you for the last time that I ever had music on. Well, we're going on with that. Well, uh, yeah. You know, I'm not in the same situation as you are, but you know, I've been married for a while, I just kind of. No, I've been married for 22 years. And no, I, I don't think we listen to, to music. We listen to sounds of maybe the kids walking by. But yeah. um, <laughs> All right, your songs to have sex to. So let's pretend in a fantasy world that you're single and you decide to have sex. And your song is Money Destiny by yeah. Feed Me. Why? It's strictly for the beat. <laughs> that is all you got to say about that. I can, I can see that right there. <laughs> Um, it's from uh, London. Absolutely love. Uh, it, 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 it's got a um, feed me. I don't know if it's a DJ or a band. It's got a yeah. music demon logo that was fantastic. It was great. Um, it's it surprised me that they have two hundred and fifteen thousand followers on YouTube compared to Jack Wins, uh, whose song I loved a lot more than this one, and he's got twenty nine hundred followers. He's got yeah. basically no followers. I, I maybe it was just two thousand. 856 more than me, so that's not a lot. Yeah, um, it goes to say something. <laughs> All, his website just has a Spotify playlist and a neat yeah. There's nothing about him. He's not out here promoting himself. Um, <laughs> but this is this is um, a great example. I was listening to that song on YouTube and doing something else, and then YouTube skipped to the next song, and I didn't realize until two minutes into the next song that I was listening to another song and not... Yeah. Money Destiny, because it all sounds the same to me. So, yeah. But you like the beat, and uh, well, I, God, um, it, it's quite a beat to to use for that particular occasion, I got to tell you. I don't know if you tried it, but I'm going to say maybe start by stretching a bit. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got to say.
Okay, um, the darker one, uh, if you're not comfortable talking about it, I know uh, as, as much as, uh, as I don't like to talk about it, I, I think we should talk about depression, and I know a bit about it too, so if you don't want to talk about it too much, I understand, but you seem comfortable and open, and I love that. So your song that you would like to play at your funeral, um, it was an EDM song, but it surprised me by how fitting it is. It's called Color of My Soul by Pretty Lights, so why this one? I actually know stuff about this producer. Cool. All right. <laughs> I've actually gone to his show. I've seen him before. That's like, <laughs> if I saw him, I'd actually recognize him. Good. Um, Pretty Lights is a uh, DJ out of Colorado. 
and which is where I was born and I lived for, uh, you know, most of my life. And that's where I saw his show was at Red Rocks. And it was, you know, fantastic. It was just phenomenal because the, the light show and everything that they have going on. Like if you ever have a spare t- like spare chance, just go to YouTube, type in like Pretty Lights Red Rocks show. Just watch like, you know, a few minutes of it. Any, just pick any spot. It'll be great. I will certainly check that out. Okay. Um, this particular song just happens to... I don't know. I think it just kind of embodies my life pretty well where it's kind of I'm trying to think of how it goes. Cause there's definitely like, it definitely has like some dubstepy kind of tunes where it has like, kind of like that break step um, kind of sound where it's just going drop stop. If you know what I'm kind of talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. All right. I don't know much, but I do do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> And I don't know. I just feel like, you know, if it is my funeral, then the assumption is that everybody that is there knows me or knows me well enough that they would get it. It would just kind of make sense to them. And this song or this question is actually kind of funny because I was actually had a lot of different songs that I was like, well, that one might be too happy or that one might be too funny because, uh, which, you know, now I feel like I have to say, like, if you're uncomfortable talking about death, then I definitely don't want to go into it because I'm super comfortable with it. I, I don't want to say I enjoy talking about it, but it is one of, another one of my talking points that really nobody wants to talk about that I found. Like, it's a very rare, like, rare exception that it's like, oh, yeah, actually, let's let's talk about it. You hit a sweet spot with that song, though, because every time I try to think about one, I've always said my song would be exit music for a film by Radiohead, which I want people to cry when they listen to it uh, very much. But that's not what I really want. What I would want is to, um, how can I say, I not not to not to to attract sympathy. I lost my sister in a car crash when I was sixteen. She died five days before turning nineteen, and uh, and everybody was so down and so miserable, and I was so opposite of the kind of person she was she would have wanted people to celebrate her life and to come together and be happy and smile and tell stories and at her funeral somebody played the shittiest cheesiest french canadianist song ever and i just, i walked out not because i was sad people say he can't take it no i can't take that freaking music that you're playing that's not her but i can't think of one that would fit me so i always went with radio ed something depressing that people will cry but this hits the sweet spot because it, it is deep. It is a little bit sad, not dark, but a little bit sad, but also a little bit uplifting. And you kind of hit that spot where, yes, I mourn, I'm going to miss you, but I want to celebrate your life. And I thought that was a great choice. Am I, am I wrong about that, about why you selected no, that? Yeah, no, because I, I think you kind of hit part of what I think that song embodies. Um, it's kind of like... I don't know, like, it's like death and rebirth, almost, that song makes me feel. It kind of, like, drags me through that kind of, maybe not in that, yeah, kind of would in that instance, I guess. Or at least that's the interpretation I think most of my, you know, family would get. Because it's something that, you know, with my close, like, you know, my wife, my brother, and, like, two of my closest friends, we've actually talked seriously about this kind of type of stuff. Where I'm like, well... I don't want to say reincarnation is a thing, but like, 
I can't say that we're done here. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. But, you know, I can't say heaven or hell by any definitions of anybody's Christianity beliefs. I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I'm like, that's why I am like, I, I can't be atheistic. It's like, we're somewhere, something made us. Like, it, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but we're going to find out. And I don't know. Like, you're I feel you're like, not afraid to find out. You're kind of, you're open to finding out what it is. Right. And if, uh, you know, that song is being played as like my casket or whatever, which I wouldn't have a casket, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be buried with a tree or something. Well, realistically, I'd probably prefer to be uh, like decomposed just by like fungi. I, I I saw that video about the mushroom and the fungi. People need to listen to that video. It's really interesting what you said, but I don't want to be eaten by by fungus now. Now I think the tree thing that there's a thing that you can you can be um, you can be. Yeah, know. you can. Um, I don't know how it works. I don't. I've heard that like if you're cremated, the ashes aren't very good for the soil. So I don't know if it's. I don't. I can't really attest to circle of life. So if if that is your second life, you become nature itself. So there, there's your afterlife for you. You, you become part of the eternal cycle of, of the planet. Yeah. So, and then another weird take that I have on it that makes people kind of at least question or at least maybe see my side of things where I'm like super curious as a person, like just by nature, um, always just kind of like exploring and, you know, what is this? What is this? How can I manipulate this? How can I get this to do this? Okay. But I tell people, I'm like, well, of course, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to die by any means, but I'm not necessarily going to like resist it. I'm not excited to die, but like, if I'm being honest, it's the last question that I have that I need answered. And everybody has the same question. I think I'm just thinking about it more often. You're it's like, well, you're, loud. yeah, you're going to get it answered eventually. So, you know. All right. Enough talking about death. It's just it's, it's, that's the thing. Like I, said, like I said, I can quickly go take it so no, no, that's the thing. We talked about death for like ten minutes now and it hasn't taken a dark turn at all. So that's that that's the thing that wears me out. I don't I don't want to be normal talking about death every day. How are we doing? Oh I don't know. I'm gonna die soon. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it's a very nice track, uh color of my soul, if we can get back to the music. It uh <laughs> Because we went way off track here. Uh, it has a, a 70s lounge kind of vibe that I really like mixed into the EDM thing. And um, I, I couldn't put my finger on it, but you mentioned earlier how um, how a brass section will kind of lift you up somehow. And this was it for me. This really uh, embodies what you were explaining. The brass section, the, the uh, I think you have a trumpet and a, and a French chord that, that was really mesmerizing. So I really loved it a lot. The website for Pretty Lights is one of the coolest I ever visited. Uh, also mysterious. Um, I, I still don't know who Pretty Light is or are. Uh, honestly, if it's one person or collective, it's really mysterious. And I loved it. And um, I, again, I was listening to the to that uh, song on YouTube and let it move on to the next song, Pretty Lights. And the next song was a remix of J.J. Kale's cover of After Midnight, which used to be my theme song. J.J. Kale's cover was my theme song uh, last year on my show here on After Midnight. Uh, uh, and it's mixed with the Elman Brothers uh, Midnight Riders. So I think I'm going to use that 
next year for my third year. I'm gonna thank you. I found my next uh, next one because the one I have right now, just me playing the guitar, just doesn't sound good. It shows that I really can't play, and I don't like that at all. Okay, so color my soul, pretty lights. Thank you so much. That was awesome to discover.
Um, before I let you go, because I've been holding you for about 45 minutes now, before I let you go, um, you say you started a podcast? You oh, yeah. Um, so I'm, like I said, super new to it, so I'm just trying to get it figured out. But it is on Podbean. I know that you can get it on there. I submitted it to Apple Podcasts and, you know, all the regular ones. Um, but it's called Some Idiots Rambling. We've only done two episodes. It's my brother and I. Um, but the inspiration for the name is because, like, I appreciate and I definitely want to thank you for saying, like, oh, like, I seem competent and smart and everything. But, you know, when it comes down to it, I kind of feel like I'm just I really know nothing about anything. So and my brother kind of feels the same way as well. So we just joke and just say that we're, I don't know who listens to us. We're just some idiots. So I, I would rather listen to someone who thinks that he doesn't know. And I'm sorry to go political, but listen to someone who says nobody knows this as much as I do. Mm-hmm. No, I, I no. I'd rather listen to someone who sounds confident and says, you know, I don't know much about this, but this is what I think. And someone like that is someone who who's taking the time to think about it and do his research, and he's too humble to say I'm a genius. So, uh, so yeah, I'd rather listen to you. Sorry, some idiots rambling. So, what's yeah, it, it is uh, some idiots rambling. Okay. Dot podbean dot com. So, what's it about exactly? It's just you two uh, rambling about death, or nah, not not. De- I don't think we've really gone too heavily into death yet. But it is uh, a dark humor podcast that is just uh, really my brother and I just kind of recording our conversations more so, um, just kind of making it more interesting for the sake of the podcast. Um, because usually we do have really interesting conversations just anytime we talk. Um, but then we were going to have, you know, guests come on and just do whatever, just kind of, uh, I don't want to say totally make it about the guest, but total or totally make it about us either. Just kind of like a free form more so with the podcast. We didn't necessarily want to like say, Oh yeah, let's blow it up and, you know, start going absolutely crazy and getting everybody that we can possibly get on. We're just like, yeah, let's just record some stuff. And then if somebody actually thinks that we're funny and wants to listen to it, then that's great. Thank you so much, so much seriously okay. for taking the time to do this. And uh, and I, I sincerely do wish happy birthday to your son on Monday. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. A few years from now, tell him that the guy you spoke to on the internet said happy birthday. After midnight, we're going to let it all hang out. After midnight, we're gonna chill and shine. Anthony, kiss mama goodbye. Anthony, will you kiss your mother goodbye?